for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. With me as always, my co-host, your co-host, everybody's co-host, Kirk. Poppity pop, pop, pop. Hello, hello. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's nice. I, I, I mean, that was nice. Uh, I'm your other co-host, Cam. I don't have any onomatopoeias I, I feel like throwing out at this exact moment. Kirk kind zip, of... Zap, zip, zip, zap. <laughs> Kirk's turning into Jack Black over there. And I have nothing. I have nothing prepared. I just thought maybe we should keep it fresh. You know, everyone's yeah. expecting, oh, he's going to come on and say hello, hello. And Cam's going to say, I'm your co-host. Right. We're trying to break people out of the autopilot that is the, that is your mind. You know, I think about that a lot. Yes. The goal should be... Because when life starts to feel like the Matrix, it's because you're just kind of going through the same thing over and over again in the mm-hmm. same way. And your brain needs routines. It uses routines to lighten the load on your mind. But it's good to be broken out of that, too. So you're just you're doing a public service is what you're doing, Kirk. Thank you. Now you're just getting now you're just getting chaotic. Now no, you're trying to do though. like everything everywhere all at once. You're trying to like channel another multiversal version of yourself. That's you know, right. Like with the paper clips between all the paper cuts between all four oh, fingers. That scene makes me cringe me. still. Uh, <laughs> Next, I'm going to be like f- trying to flap like a bird and fly off of my chair here and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Jack Black, did you see, <laughs> did you see when the cast of the Super Mario Bros movie, or at least some of them were on the Kelly Clarkson show and Jack Black dressed in a full Bowser costume? <laughs> no, that's oh, it's gold. I'll have to post some stuff on social about it. It's so funny. He does this whole bit where he's like, Kelly Clarkson's like, where's Jack Black? She like goes backstage and he's like, I'm not going out there. And she's like, why? He's like, because everybody said we were going to wear costumes and now I'm the only one who wore a costume. It's great. It's, it's, it's so fantastic. I'll have to post some of that stuff. Oh, that's And it's like a spirit Halloween costume. It's great. Yeah. It's like a really good kids. Like, I don't know. It's like an Amazon Bowser costume. It's fantastic. I I loved it so much. Um, But yeah, we are here. Popcorn for breakfast. What's popping? We're going to get into some movie and TV news for you this week. We've got a lot of exciting stuff happening on the podcast. First of all, breaking news. We're going back to spoiler-free reviews. We just kind of got to thinking about it. This is like not, you know, what, what Kirk and I do is not a very scientific thing here. We just kind of feel it out. And we love the spoiler-full reviews because they allow us to give in-depth insight. But the more we thought about it, Starting episodes with like, if you haven't seen this movie, don't listen to this review. Just kind of felt wrong. And so we are we are going back to sacrificing deeper insight for a wider a wider conversation, broader conversation with everybody. So people don't feel excluded from our episodes. That's right. First of all, I'd like to blame all of our family members. They stated to us. <laughs> That's true. That this said, is actually you should, true. You should spoil it. And then those very same people said, you know, we asked them, oh, did you listen to this episode? They're like, no, because I haven't seen the movie yet. It's like, <laughs> it's like hey, well, hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. You like took out half of our listenership. So, yeah, we're going to go back to spoiler free. <laughs> we're going back to spoiler free. We'll, we will find a way to handle things that, you know, movies that have twist endings and things like that that we need to chat about. I think the way that we did it for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania made a lot of sense where it was like, let's do the spoiler free review and then have a whole nother episode that's dedicated to the deep dive. I think that's probably a direction we could go, but we're still, we're playing it out. So as always, you guys are our eyes and ears. We love to hear from you. We love to chat with you. 
we, we do, do this so that we can all chat about movies. So just let us know your thoughts. And we'll change our mind in a couple of months. So of just, course, that's a given. So, I mean, don't get too comfortable. <laughs> uh, but it's it's the right time to do it, too, I think, because, you know, I was just saying there's a lot of exciting things going on, not just in the podcast, but outside the podcast where we're in March. We got all these big movies coming out. Shazam is the movie that we're reviewing this week. Next week, it's John Wick. The week after that, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Like, huge movies coming out, big titles. There's a lot more where that came from in 2023. So we just want to make sure everybody can get the full full dosage. You know what's weird? This time last year, we had everything everywhere all at once under our belt. Not yet, almost. Pretty close, right? Pretty close. Pretty, right? pretty darn close. And this year, I can tell you already, we don't have a movie like that this, this <laughs> no. far into <laughs> no, not, no, not not close. I, <laughs> you know... That was kind of interesting because it made it made me feel really good about 2022. I think you too. We started to talk about like, wow, this yeah. is going to be a year because we had a couple of really good movies to start the year. Uh, 2023, it's not that there, it, we've, we've had some good movies, but there's nothing, no year-defining movies have been released yet. I mean, of course, Rob Lowe's Dog Gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who could forget? On Netflix. on Netflix, I think that one might be the one. But other than that, there's nothing really speaking or barking up the tree, uh, as one it's might true. say. We also had the Batman already by this time last year. We so did. We did. We're still kind of waiting for uh, something big. Maybe it's Shazam. You'll have to check in on our review to learn our thoughts. There's spoiler a free, juicy, juicy tease. Some of our thoughts, not Some, all of them. Not, not all of them. True, true. <laughs> Uh, but let's get into the news that's happening right now, Kirk. Let's talk about things that have transpired since the last time we spoke with the good people and with each other about movie news. And uh, let's see what we think. Let's pop it up. All right. The first one, this is an interesting one. Uh, Victoria Alonzo, who is the president of VFX, among other things. Her title is really weird. Post-production and, and physical production and VFX, president of all that, um, has left Marvel Studios after a two-decade stint with the production company um, because of the negative press that Marvel has been getting about the mistreatment of their VFX employees, companies that they hire out to do VFX, talking about toxic workplace culture, tight timelines, low pay all of the bad things. Um, so this is being reported by the Hollywood reporter that this is, this is going down. So we've, we've, you know, we've got a lot of things going on right now at Disney and Marvel on the whole. You got Bob Iger back in. He's, he's, you know, issued a mandate that he wants to do less television programs, more feature films, uh, less feature films in a year. So more spaced out. And now we've got an, the exit of, you know, this, this long tenured exec over this, um, sort of like bad PR they've been getting Kirk. I want to know when you hear this, does it sound like they're just pinning this on a fall guy so that they can move on? Or do you feel like this is actual progress that is being made at Marvel studios to improve upon some of the things people didn't like ourselves included about phase four? Yeah, I in my mind, I, I almost think that she... I'm going to go a different route. I think that Victoria left on her own... Uh, 
regard, right? Like she uh-huh. on, her, on her own way, because it sounds like she was like, I'm not going to be associated with this. Mm. I'm going to roll out and go be with whatever. Come with me if you want. We're going to go over to X company or do X project. And we're going to show you that we can do wonderful things in a safe environment. That's how I see this part, this story playing out. Yeah. There are rumors that she, like there are rumors from the inside, uh, from the Hollywood reporter that she was part of the toxic culture oh. problem, but that's, that's sort Never of how mind. these things go. But no, that's what I mean. Kirk is like, that's, is this real or is it not? You know, it's, it's hard to tell with these things. I think, Selfishly, I, I and and personally, I hope that it's real. I hope that in that it really, you know, in a weird way, I hope that all of the issue was kind of due to her leadership. And now that with her being gone, it will lead to positive change because yeah. underpaying people, not cool. Uh, work-life balance issues, never cool. Um, so I, I think that, and toxic workplace culture cannot happen. I hate things no. like they were talking about. Um, there's a, there's a culture of like basically like brown nosingness. Like if you are in good with the, with the people who are high up, you get better treatment, better work. If you don't, you get frozen out. Like that is not okay. That's never okay. Um, so hopefully it is all contained in this one person and that by, by her exiting, it can move on. Um, my fear is that anytime you hear something like this, it's, in the most cynical way, you could almost picture, you know, Bob Iger or, or Kevin Feige and Bob Iger and, and those those guys just calling a meeting and being like, all right, well, we got some bad PR. Somebody's got to go. Who's it going to be? <laughs> you know, and they're right. It's kind of like succession. You know, they all point around the room and they're like, well, I think it's got to be I think it's got to be Victoria. She's the head of the department. You know, right. it can't be Feige. He's, he's the face of things. It can't be Iger. He just got here, whatever. Um, so that's what I worry about. But in, in general, I'm in favor of the way that Bob Iger is approaching Marvel Studios in terms of his ideology with it. But I, I don't know how to read this. Well, the good news is, is Victoria Alonso is coming on the podcast next week. You can hear <laughs> All of her side of the story. Yeah, in, especially uh, since I just threw her under the bus. I was like, well, yeah. there are rumors, Kirk. There are rumors. Well, that- she has to prove herself. I don't think there's anything wrong with what we said. We're, I like we're it. saying straight facts. So Take a chance on us, Victoria. Take a chance on us. We'll, we'll right. tell your story. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Um, very bizarre. <laughs> Tom Cruise, this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. Tom Cruise reached out to David Zaslav, who is the CEO of Warner Bros. Discovery, and asked if he could watch The Flash. He asked if he could see it. Zaslav acquiesced this request, and and Cruz was able to view it. He loved it. He immediately called Andy Muschietti, who is the director of the film, to tell him, quote, this is the kind of movie we need now, unquote. Is the hype train for The Flash... Off the rails, or is it possible that the movie could live up to this hype? You know, I I, I think it comes down to how much zany Ezra Miller we get versus uh, real actor uh, Ezra Miller we get. Because the Ezra Miller that we've received previously is the zany, unhinged, unfiltered uh, Barry Allen, which is just a 
just a bad character. It's a bad acting choice. But you see him in this trailer where he's playing the alternate Barry Allen, and it's a better version of what we should have got in the first films uh, of the Justice League and so forth. So I think that if we get enough dose of that, then I'm all in. I'm all in, even though I hate Ezra Miller. And and, this, and the movie dies after that, and we'll just uh-huh. see what happens with the other characters. Um, but what I find, what I like to play in my mind so often is to just pretend I'm Tom Cruise and say... Don't we all? <laughs> right? Uh, just look how muscular I am. And uh, what's the director's name again? Of The Flash? Is it Andy? Andy Muschietti. Muschietti. So Tom Cruise picks up the phone. Andy, I am so glad to have been able to view this in my home. It is it is <laughs> quite the masterpiece. It's you know what it is, Andy. It is the movie we need right now. It is which a movie like that- what does that even mean? <laughs> Like, why? why? Like, playing that out and thinking, like, why is this newsworthy is I know. kind of bizarre to me. It feels, I, I don't know, it's like, it's almost like that had to have gotten out somewhere from somebody who wanted it to get out. You know, like, there's there's no reason this couldn't have stayed between Tom Cruise and David Zasloff and the, and the creators of The Flash. Like, they're, I think the people who made The Flash are obviously interested in leaking it because they want... They want this movie to be hyped and they want people to go see it. But I do think there's risk in like leaking stuff like this that can only skyrocket the hype to like ungodly levels. And then there's no possible way it can live up to the hype. I feel like we are approaching that. I feel like we are approaching the too much hype zone for this movie, if that's possible. One might say that we're approaching the danger zone. I think we are approaching the danger zone, Kirk. I do. And, (laughs) and, and, uh, you know, fittingly it's tom cruise who's taking us there on a highway to the danger zone so it's a concern that's a concern of mine i'm still excited for the film but again just to recap every dc discussion we've had since this whole whatever the last you know eight months have been is why again even if it's great why should i care yeah, like if it's great, I just want it to be totally self-contained, but I know that it's not because it pulls in Ben Affleck's Batman and it pulls in the Michael Keaton back Batman. So it's just like, it's hard to even as good as the trailer looks and as, as much hype as the movie's getting, it's still hard for me to get excited about it. It honestly is right because it, it won't continue. I mean, maybe parts of it will, but it won't. <laughs> it's, it's I don't know. We'll, we'll have to have a conversation about Shazam because I feel like, you know, obviously we'll be reviewing Shazam, but once we are clear of like the spoiler zone and, and can talk spoilers about it, like there, I have thoughts about how that movie made me feel about the future of these things connecting. Like if I think it's more or less likely, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Coming soon, right after the Victoria Alonso three-part series. <laughs> That's right. Um, next up, a couple of things. Most of these are quick hitters the rest of the way, which is good. Um, but we're just going to talk about a few of them. One is uh, fresh off of their Academy Award wins, the Daniels, uh, Quan and Shinert, have been tapped to direct at least one episode of... Disney Plus's Star Wars The Skeleton Crew TV series starring Jude Law. That's according to The Hollywood Reporter. Um, 
Does this move the needle at all, <laughs> Kirk? On the hype meter for Skeleton Crew? My answer I mean, is no. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> it's one episode. And I always feel like, and, and I may be dead wrong on this, but whenever there's a show and you're doing rotating directors, like The Mandalorian has sort of always done that. Lots of shows do this. There's always different directors, guest directors, whatever. They can have, they definitely have some impact on the episodes that they direct, no doubt. They can make their episode, they can, they can put their imprint on the episode, but the show has a ceiling and floor that it just has as a show that they cannot fully change. Like, there is, whenever people make t- television series, there's a showrunner, executive producer, people who are going, this is how the show looks, feels, this is what's within the rules, this is what's with what's outside of the rules, etc. And so those things do not waver from director to director, episode to episode, but there are different things people can do. So it's not that you shouldn't be excited about it. I am excited about it. Um, I'm excited about Skeleton Crew in general. I think it could be really cool. But it, it doesn't change. It's not like, oh, man, this is a surefire hit now because these guys are directing one episode. Right, exactly. It, it'll be good. It'll be well-directed. But it will not be the best episode on television ever, um, even though they're very wonderful. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that this is... I, I've, you know, I always kind of wait after the Academy Awards to hear, like, oh, what's the next big project for whatever the hot new name is. You know, I think... Every once in a while, you have a director, or in this case, co-directors who burst onto the scene and have a movie that, you know, steals the show, and it, you know, they're kind of hot names, and you're like, okay, what's the next thing going to be? This was not what I was anticipating. Like, an episode of a Disney Plus series was not on my radar. I was hoping for like maybe another A twenty four film, maybe a film with a huge studio, maybe something in a totally different genre. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's still to come, but for now, this is what we have. Yes, maybe this was already in the works, yes. and now they've revealed it since they're like, ah, Academy Award-winning directors, you know. Yeah, and speaking of visionary directors, Kirk, Jordan Peele's Monkey Paw Productions, um, who is the production company behind all three of the Jordan Peele feature films, as well as Candyman, the Candyman uh, remake, requel, uh, they have two films now slated for release in 2024. One of them is releasing September 27th, 2024, which obviously take those dates with a grain of salt. They'll probably move 10 times. The other one is slated to release on December 25th, 2024. And that one will be written and directed by Jordan Peele, making it his fourth feature film. And if the date holds and if every other date holds, we'll be competing head to head with Avatar 3 and Sonic 3. No way. They, no no chance either of well, them stay on the same day it's as gonna be. It's going to be, you know, the office when they do the, the murder mystery thing and everybody's pointing the invisible guns at each other. It's going to be that for a while. And then everybody who's not James Cameron is going to put their guns down <laughs> yes. and choose a different date and, and move elsewhere. So we'll just say Jordan Peele's next movie. Well, let's call it December. What's the weekend before? Not probably two weekends before. Uh, My birthday. <laughs> December 11th. <laughs> we'll call it December 11th. Nobody wants to go toe-to-toe with Avatar. I can't even imagine. No, no there's no point. It, it just came out, and it, it slaughtered. It, no, Everyone can agree that, you know, it only got the one Oscar. Everyone can agree the story was not great, but it was perfectly in every visual aspect of it, which for which it won, and no one wants to touch it. People want to go see that. They want to experience it for fun. It, like, 
whatever you have to say about the Avatar movies, the proof is in the pudding now. They slay at the box office, regardless mm-hmm. of economic conditions, regardless of pandemics and whatever else. I mean, he's got two two billion dollar movies, so <laughs> that's a that's a done deal there. With, with in the same series, it's unheard of. It's never been done. So. I think Jordan Peele should make some sort of twisted movie. He should make another Candyman movie, but it should be about the mm. Candyman from Willy Wonka. It should be like a, a Willy Candyman Wonka universe can. film. That one? Exactly. Put that in a minor key mm. and just make that Candyman just like, I don't know, doing creepy, cre- creepy Candyman killing things. Okay. Killing people with the candy from the store. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I'm kind of selfishly hoping that speaking of doing something like Candyman, that the whatever the 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 other one that's not directed by him that's just executive produced by him I'm hoping that's like another revitalization of an old horror franchise because Candyman to me was such an epic success and I've obviously I've gushed on it about it on this show a thousand times I love it um, I've got a little Candyman guy right up here or over here oh, um, there he is anyway I would love for them to find something else and do that that's like kind of no longer culturally relevant but could be again because mm-hmm. the source material was good and maybe ahead of its time I've, I've been trying to like ever since this news came out this afternoon i've been trying to like rack my brain and come up with what that would be but i haven't haven't arrived at anything yet think no more it must be phantasm oh gosh yeah <laughs> honestly i wouldn't be i wouldn't be totally surprised even though i know nothing about those movies uh, it could be like jeepers creepers <laughs> i don't know Though yeah. they did one of those movies like not that long ago. So who knows? We'll have to wait, but it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. All right, moving along. We've got a couple of uh, projects, new projects and casting news. One of these that is both of the above new projects and casting news. Good burger two has been officially greenlit at Paramount plus um, according to variety. Keenan Thompson is set to return as well as Kel. So Keenan and Kel reviving good burger for Paramount plus, which sounds like it's not going to be a theatrical release. If that's the case or in any case, Kirk, what are your thoughts on good burger too? You know, <laughs> it's hard because I love good burger with all my heart. It's I just so don't good. I don't think you can recapture that. You just, you can't. Um, they've been trying for a long time to make it happen. You know, when Keenan uh, re-kicked, rebooted the All That series, didn't work. Uh, they even had Kel on there, and they did the Good Burger scene, didn't work. And it's just, it just needs to live in the past, unfortunately. That's me. Yeah, what has, has Kel Mitchell done anything? really at all of significance outside of that? I don't know. I'm actually, I'm not positive. I've not followed his, uh, his filmography since. Yeah. Um, maybe he's just been, uh, uh, making short films of as what's the, what's Eddie as Eddie from good burger for the past 30 years. And <laughs> in his basement, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's like man. one day. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can he's been take just, your order? He's been pushing this for for ages. Oh man. Well, I mean, I I really hope that it, this is good. Um, it has all the earmarks of being 
a, an absolute pile of garbage, meaning that they're calling it Paramount Plus. They're like greenlit at Paramount Plus. So Paramount Paramount Plus original is a really bad sign. Really bad. Like yeah, that's to me that's the kiss of death. Like that's worse than being a Peacock original. Worse than being certainly worse than being an HBO original. Worse than being a Netflix original. Like that is bottom of the barrel garbage okay <laughs> so that that's a concern if because it's and it has nothing to do with where like te- technically nothing to do with where they're streaming it but if they're not trying to make this a theatrical product and they're just trying to get streams which a title like good burger 2 will do then it's just not they're not going to put anything into it they're not going to actually give it a go and they're just going to write some checks and get this thing done as cheap as possible and move on right i mean Paramount owns all the Nickelodeon products, but you would think that they would make a bigger deal out of this if they knew they had a home run with the idea, with the content, and they would say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and and make this a theatrical release. And they would have announced it when they announced it on Jimmy Fallon, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and maybe that will come. Maybe the project will get some, some good momentum snowballed into something incredible. I just don't see it at this point. I know. It's sad. It's sad to see. Um, Okay, moving along to some big-time casting news. we got a bunch of big casting news stories dropping. One is Denzel Washington is in talks to join Gladiator 2, to star in Gladiator 2 alongside Paul Mescal and the recently announced Barry Keoghan, um, also joining the cast according to Deadline. Now, Denzel has worked with Ridley Scott before, of course, on American Gangster. And not that Paul Mescal, who's an Academy Award nominee, and Barry Keoghan, also an Academy Award nominee, aren't marquee names in their own right. But Denzel Washington, that's Hollywood royalty right there, Kirk. I'll never forget when he won the Cecil, uh, Cecil B. DeMille Award at the Oscars, Tom Hanks announced it. And he said, he started saying all of these names. He's like Sinatra. Uh, he starts saying all these names where, you know, their their last name. And then he says, but no first name rings quite as well as Denzel. Mm. I mean, that, that name, it's only his, it's his and his alone. It's it, he's, he's one of those, he's one of those names, one of those people. There are very few out there these days where, if you hear them in a movie, like on a on a cast list for a movie, you're like, whoa, that's I have to watch it. I have to watch it. I feel like Denzel Washington is way up there. Uh, you know, outside of like some of these like vanity projects like <laughs> the equalizer and things like that, if Denzel Washington is on the cast list, I'm in. And I've been a little bit vocal about Gladiator and sequeling it. It feels like it feels very wrong. It feels gross to me, honestly. It just not everything has to be a franchise. Some things can be sacred. Some things can be. And I kind of hoped that this would be, but we'll see. We'll see. That's all I'll say right now. I'm not going to get excited about it. The cast, you know, the cast is great. Yeah. Those those are talented, talented people, and I'm sure they will add even more people than they already have that we don't even know, know about. Ridley Scott's resume speaks for itself. When the dude is in his bag and he's at the top of his game. Nobody can touch him. He's he's one of those uber-talented directors who has the ability to make masterful, you know, pieces of art if he's, if he's you know, got the right project. So 
I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just saying I, I'm, I have my doubts about whether this is appropriate or needed or whatever, but I'm not going to make a judgment on it yet. I love how you said that because, okay, the most recent film that we viewed was last night, 10 o'clock, uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. And as you walk to the theater that we saw, it's uh, it's like the shining elevator. So it's all the way at the end of the hall. <laughs> yes. They have the double doors. They even had twins come out and then blood poured out. But as we walked, the, the hall is lined with all of the movie posters of the upcoming films. And I think maybe two of the 20 down the hallway, two were original products that were not already franchises. And those original products, <laughs> one was actually an original film and the other was from a, an adapted book. Yeah. Uh, maybe, and maybe, maybe there was a third one that was a biopic, but everything else, it was like sequel, 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 sequel. So what is, what, what are we doing? Uh, what are we living anymore in this life? If everything is a, an attempt to tell the next part of a story we already know. Right. It's not good. It's not a good thing. It's not a good trend. And as much as we all ooh and ah at the big franchises, I mean, I'm, I'm as hyped as hyped can be for John Wick 4. I could yeah. not be more hyped. And that's all fine and well. But the, these things are good as all things in moderation. It can't be everything. Not everything can be a sequel. Not everything has to be a franchise. And some things just need to be left alone. They just right. need to be left alone. And so it's not that I'm saying Gladiator unequivocally needs to be the thing that's left alone, but something needs to be. There has to be a line somewhere. And I don't see that line because you hear talk of rebooting Lord of the Rings, rebooting Harry Potter, rebooting Pirates of the Caribbean again. It's like, okay, those were existing franchises. We're going to reboot them no more than 10 years after they were laid to rest. Like this is getting absurd. So, What's eating Gilbert grape too. I mean, the <laughs> there is no line. Oh man, there isn't. I wouldn't even be surprised. You know, <laughs> it's like one of the things, the very next one that I have uh, on the list is Daisy Edgar Jones has been cast in twisters, twisters. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, that's great for her. I'm, I'm glad. And people will go see it and I'll go see it. And, Maybe that's part of the problem, but why why does Twister need a sequel and why does it need to be a thousand years later? They could have done it earlier. I just I don't know what we're doing here anymore. But they anyway, do love Daisy Edgar Jones. Daisy though. Edgar um, Jones is in Twisters and also um, <laughs> See, they got us. They got yeah, it was like also Lee Isaac Chung is directing it, uh, who famously directed Minari, which I, I just loved that movie. Yeah, they so, got me. I'm going to see it. Buy my ticket now. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> I am going to go see it, but it's deteriorating our culture, Kirk. It's deteriorating the art form. Our minds and everything. It has to stop, but we won't be the ones to stop it, is basically no, what I'm No, not saying. at all. If you put it in front of us, we're going to go see it. It's that simple. <laughs> but please stop it. We can we're see the it. problem. We've identified the problem. We know the solution. We refuse to be a part of the solution. Correct. We will Correct. continue to exacerbate the problem until... <laughs> Every last piece of art on earth is something that's already been created. That's that's where we're, we're headed. Okay, speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, this is a great one. This is actually the perfect thing to follow up that discussion just now. <laughs> I can't even say it. A nine-hour cut of Avatar 3 is believed to, to you know, be in existence as was rumored before by James Cameron himself. 
But they are thinking about, according to The Hot Mike, which is a, a YouTube channel um, from Jeff Snyder, <laughs> they are reportedly considering chopping it into a series for Disney Plus that would release after Avatar 3 as a nine-hour limited series that just gives you like more details on everything that happened. A less, just basically a less edited version of the movie. <laughs> See, we we always laugh off James Cameron when he says these crazy things. Like, yeah, I, the first cut I turned into a- of Avatar three to the studio was nine hours, and they said it's perfect. Like, we always laugh these things <laughs> off, <laughs> and then it, and then bad things happen. Like, we get we get a we get a mini series. Like, <laughs> I don't That's understand. Right. If you if you take on James Cameron, he will do whatever you laughed at him about. He, he will. He really will. He will. He is the bullied kid. Uh, who is getting back at everyone and he will destroy anyone who defies him. It's true. And right now he's destroying, I don't know, the world, I guess. Yes. With this, I, I have no interest in this. Even if I, you know, I I think I enjoy the Avatar movies. I have, in, I have enjoyed them to some degree. I, I thought the first one was not great. I thought the second one was better, but I'm like, I like Pandora. It's interesting enough for me to want to continue to watch these movies. I, for one, have no interest, though, in nine hours of what should be one movie. That's That sounds insane. You know what he should do is just create, just monopolize all the screensavers in the world on smart TVs and smart devices. You know how when your your movie or your TV show goes into sleep mode, like your your laptop, just like make it an Avatar Pandora thing. Maybe that, and you can even play the parts of the nine hour <laughs> cut. Just put it on there. Like don't even, like Bono, when that one update came out for iOS years ago, just uh, just automatically just play it force, for us. With, yeah, force with, us. Yes, without any uh, consent from the consumer. I think that's what should happen instead because I will not actively watch <laughs> this three-part cut. I, I will not. Well, listen, if, if this nine hours <laughs> is what was cut out of a three-and-a-half-hour film, it's got to be garbage. has yes. to be because they weren't all that exclusive in what they left in the movie if the movie's three-and-a-half hours long. It's got to be trash. There's no way it's not. Burn it. Just burn it. It's just not right. It's not right. But will I watch it? I hope not. But, you know, we'll see. I won't let you. <laughs> it's two years away, Kirk. A lot of things can happen. <laughs> you never know what kind of person I'll be at that time. All you right. will have tattooed your body <laughs> blue. Uh, all of your pigments you'll have <laughs> turned into an actual Navi. That's right. <laughs> Three more quick hitters. One from that same, same uh, YouTube channel podcast the hot mic uh there is a rumor that a mephisto special is in the works at disney plus uh has is already begun filming and stars wait for it sasha baron cohen as mephisto a special this would be like werewolf by night nope not watching it (laughs) yes you will yes you will kirk you will watch it but I don't know how to feel about it. I have no opinions here. I, I just, it's like, it almost feels like at Marvel, they just kind of listen to the fans and go, well, there's been a lot of talk about Mephisto. I guess we could make that. <laughs> and it's like, who did they cast? Sasha Baron Cohen? Eh, that could work. 
<laughs> they're like, if the fans want it, we'll just, you know, we'll just make it. They'll watch it. Uh, that's what it feels like right now. And I like Sasha Baron Cohen. Me too. Uh, I think I, he's I really great. Do. Yeah, there's also this uh, this limited series that he was in called The Spy uh, that is <laughs> deeply slept on. I think he was even nominated for a Golden Globe on it the year it came out. I think he was. And uh, it's very good. He's he's actually got more range than than people people don't look past his shock satire enough, or they don't look into his satire enough. Uh, so it's a good it's a good casting, but I just I'm not that interested in again another villain story. I do not care. I don't care anymore. Yeah, they never seem to really work. Um, I want Joker two, but that's the end. It's the only one that has. I really don't even worked. want Joker two, and I I liked Joker one. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen is wicked, wickedly talented, but um, the wickedly talented, wickedly talented Sasha. Baron. Yeah, we Cohen. should give John Travolta a crack at Sasha Baron Cohen as a name. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> um, next up, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Smile Two is in the works. Kirk, did you ever watch Smile? No. Well, here's what I'll say. <laughs> I liked it until the end, and so now I'm like, well, the ending was the worst part, and now they want to sequel it. I feel like that's a bad idea, unless they're going to take a totally different approach to it like it's the sim it's a similar concept but with a different basis you know almost like uh well i don't know what the comp would be for that but if they just kind of change how the whole thing works to where the ending isn't bad and and build off of that then that would be great i got it smile too frown (laughs) that's terrible (laughs) frowns aren't frowns you know as much as frowns are are meant to show someone's dissatisfaction with the situation. They're not scary. Isn't that weird? Like, I don't think it's possible for a frown to be scary. Hold on. Give me a couple of hours frowning at you. <laughs> I think I can make you horrified. I need a scary, like a, a frown face that will make me jump scare. I don't think it exists. What if it's like a mime though? Like a mime, full, full mime painting frowning at you with like tears in their like t- painted tears and just no. looking into your soul. No way. All right. Well, I'm just going to say it until somebody proves me otherwise. Frowns, not scary. Not even you know, possible to make them scary. Your birthday's coming up, and I have a terrible <laughs> present planned for you. I love it. Bring it on. Uh, and finally, hot off the presses, they just, like, dropped a trailer. Uh, the Mar- Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, season five, the final season, they're calling it, um, releases April 14th. They just dropped a teaser trailer today. I had no idea. Did you know about this, Kirk? No, not at all. And the fact that it's, you know, three weeks away and no marketing except for this. Normally it would be like, here's the poster. Um, Even if it was three weeks away. No, we're getting all the episodes in three weeks and we have a full teaser. It's very bonkers to me. That they, would, that they would release that. This is the episode of weird movie news that's that's happening. It's in, very in the weird. Right it's now. all weird. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that, about that when we were pulling together the notes. I'm like, what kind of motley crew, hodgepodge, <laughs> island of misfit news stories is this? And it's like we're two weeks removed from the Oscars. I don't know. Just tell people this stuff. They're <laughs> Get like, it out of the way. Like the people at Prime Video, like their alarm went off this morning. They're like, oh, crap. We're three weeks away from Mrs. Maisel. We haven't said anything, not even a word. I don't get it. It's really crazy. You know, the last season of Miss Maisel, I was a 
big fan, big fan, big uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel evangelist. I'm a big fan of the first couple of seasons, the first three seasons. In fact, mm-hmm. the, the last season that premiered, which is now the Senate, the second to last, the penultimate season now, season four, not great, not great at all. So I'm really hoping they turn it around here in season five for a good closing, because that's what not all that counts, but it does matter how you stick the landing. Will they make it? I don't know. I look forward to seeing it. I will watch all of it regardless, but I really need them to do better. I did what no one should ever do and watched the first three seasons, loved the first three seasons, but then heard from everyone that I know, literally everyone that watches the show, that season four was trash and just chose not to watch it. I just mm-hmm. didn't and chose not to form my own opinion and, and go based on others. And I, I like never do that, but I did it and I don't know how I feel about it. It makes me feel weird. feels like I should go back and watch it. Maybe I will. You're living in an alternate universe where it's perfect. It's perfectly encapsulated and there's nothing else that matters. It's yeah. like watching all but the last episode of how I met your mother. Yeah. It's like, oh, everything's fine in my world. I still remember that show being good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, last one is just what to watch for this week. A couple interesting things for you. Um, some of this is catch up from the fact that we haven't had a genuine what's popping in a little while. Uh, Donald Glover and Janine Neighbors' new show, Swarm, is now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. That's a that's an interesting group of collaborators. Donald Glover, you know, he's a genius, obviously. Janine Neighbors, um, kind of new on the scene, but has collaborated with Donald Glover before and was involved with the Watch Watchmen series on HBO as well as uh, collaborated with Donald Glover on Atlanta. So obviously super talented. And that, that series stars Dominique Fishback, who is a formidable talent and a rising star, somebody whose name you absolutely need to be watching because she can bring it. And one of the episodes I saw was written by Mal- uh, Malia Obama. So there, there are wow. endlessly interesting storylines to go with this show. And uh, Billie Eilish also stars in that show. So there's... Yeah. All the all the reasons to to go check that out, and it's all every single episode is on Prime Video now. Um, Shadow and Bone season two has premiered and spiked to the top of Netflix's most watched uh, top ten shows for the week. Uh, season two, you know, according to people who have watched it, uh, features a a pretty a wallop of a left hook for fans of the books that might be a little bit divisive. I don't know. I haven't seen it. We're going to have to figure it out. Whoa. Finally this weekend, or really Thursday, John wick chapter four in theaters. You better believe we're going to be reviewing it on the podcast. Uh, Kirk and I, Oh man, cannot wait. Can not wait for that movie. So that's going to be, an excellent time this week. As I teased earlier, we are reviewing Shazam fury of the gods. So we're actually going to hop out of this studio and go to record that. But until then, that's all we got for you. We want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of popcorn for breakfast. Always glad to have you be sure to connect with us on all of the various social media platforms, as well as our discord server that is dedicated to all things, movie and TV. You can find the links in the description below. Uh, We also want to give a special thanks to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, as well as the band Rhetoric, who created our original music. Check those guys out anywhere you listen to music. And we will see you later this week for our review of Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Talk to you then.